You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 117, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, never underestimate the power of a community that works together for a common purpose. And joining me on today's show is Kerry Anderson. Kerry is the founder of the Operation Next Gen program. She works with rural towns across Australia, encouraging them to look at existing landscapes with fresh eyes so that they can understand the importance of encouraging business. Now, she is committed to sharing positive stories of rural businesses and communities, and she's also the author of Entrepreneurship's it's everybody's business and she brings an authentic business voice to national and international forums. Now on today's show, Kerry's going to share, if it has to be, it's up to me. If we want change, it starts with us. So true. She's also going to talk about never stop learning in a global and ever changing environment, as well as those paying attention and being prepared to be agile will always survive. Welcome to the show, Kerry. Good morning, Anne-Marie and listeners. <laughs> Never stop learning in, in an ever-changing global environment. Well, we're doing that with technology today. So uh, thank you so much for playing that. So let's talk about how did you get into the business that you're now in? Was it something that um, you've had an interest in for some time? Tell us the, the journey. Well, I think growing up in a small business family in a rural town, you're very aware of your community. Um, you're very aware of what's going around you. And when I got involved in the community leadership space, I had the privilege of traveling around rural Victorian towns. And you get to see some really thriving towns and all the hard work that's going on. And then you see others that um, are struggling mm. and you think, why? You know, why is this happening? And uh, as I'm getting towards the end of my business uh, business career. I don't have a retail uh, shop anymore that I'm tied to. I've got the ability to travel around a bit more. I thought this is an important space. Um, you do need uh, small business people getting out there and encouraging towns to understand the importance of business. I feel like there's a whole generation mm. missing out on uh, why small business is important to rural towns. So it's it's a bit of a a passion and I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in that space that I can take some time away from an office or a business and get out and, and um, talk to people about this important subject. Yes, and you, you only have to hear and you see quite often on the news where businesses do close down from small towns and they're very slowly but surely the younger families leave and, and people start to uh, to leave that town and the people are the town aren't they the community really needs one another to be able to to survive as well as thrive so i love how you've said it has to be it's, if it has to be it's up to me um, if we want change it starts with us what are some of the key factors because i know the challenges that smaller towns um, are faced with the, the the rural community towns 
the things that are applicable to them to change that can be very much applicable to other situations in our business and our career as well. What are some of the gaps that you see? What would you love that, as far as the message that you're sharing for people to be aware of so that they can start to implement you know, different strategies to attract more people, obviously business, but more people to the towns too. What are some of the, the principles you're teaching? Well, it, it starts with one, taking action yourself, taking control of your own destiny. Um, it's not about waiting for government to step in and fix things, you know, just sit back and have a big whinge fest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always been up to communities. And if you look back to the original community leaders, they were the ones that shaped the towns and decided here is a good place to, um, you know, found a community. They made it happen, not the government. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's very much that concept. There's also um, the importance of um, everyone taking responsibility. It's not just down to a few. Everyone has the ability to have um, positive change and, mm -hmm. and take leadership action. And it's um, also having uh, that uh, constant looking at things changing you know that that complacency is uh, an issue with towns and with businesses uh, the minute you think that perhaps um, we are in a great place we're happy we're safe um, you know things change and we're in a global market now um, and and technology is creating new ways of doing businesses um, we need to constantly be looking at our landscapes with fresh eyes and seeing how, you know, sometimes it just needs a little touch up, sometimes it needs an entire repainting. And most of all, if we've got all our eggs in the one basket, we're, we're very vulnerable. You know, it might be a booming industry um, going very well for us, but I find this with agricultural towns, with mining towns, um, all the small businesses are focused on that one industry mm. and, and, and even manufacturing. If we're all manufacturing, if we're all too much of one thing, we are very vulnerable. And sometimes in businesses, we look to, need to look at diversifying, looking at changing the way we operate that business, mm -hmm. look for new markets in a global world. If we're not doing these things, we, we really are making ourselves vulnerable. And I guess there's um, you know, a sector of people that aren't prepared to change, and that's okay. That's their choice, but don't whinge about it. Yes. You know, just get out of business or move away as quickly as you can. Uh, you know, it's about working with the people that do understand we have to be agile and adaptable and constantly innovating. Yes, I think too with the technologies and tools that we have at our fingertips, as long as we've got internet connection, of course, we do um, open the world to 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 us and um, exposure and you know marketing and getting the message out is not as inhibited now as it was you know many years ago where there was you know standard uh, ways that we promote about the town and and share stories and and so forth. What would you say then to someone who is is hesitant to change because some people there's a small demographic in the in in society that just likes things to stay that they you know how they were but as you've said we are in a global change ever-changing environment industries that were very prevalent many years ago just don't exist and the some of the industries that we know are, and now and like now may not exist in the future too you know so what would be something that you would like to share if people are struggling with change 
Well, it's important to um, enjoy what you're doing. And I guess if you wake up and you don't want to go to work, don't want to go and open your business, well, you know, you really need to reassess what you want to do with life. Mm. You know, life is too short to spend it being unhappy. And, um, and, and it's really good to uh, go out and... I guess we, we all get tired in our businesses, you know, in country towns, we tend to stick with our businesses because it's, it's allowing us to live where we want to live. So we're not like, you know, the startup kingdom uh, where you start up something and move on to a new challenge. Um, we tend to establish businesses that we enjoy and allow us to live where we are. But if you're getting tired in those businesses, it's just so important to get out and expose yourself to new ideas, new people. Um, uh, which will help reinvigorate your thinking, perhaps find, help you find a new direction. Um, maybe that the best decision to make is to exit and allow someone else to pick up that business opportunity that um, you're passionate about. And I think a lot of rural towns, people in rural towns get stuck in that rut mm -hmm. and they feel, well, you know, we need to keep opening, but I'm not really enjoying it. Why not start thinking about, well, how can you make it that you can enjoy it or how can I find some new people to take on this business, this succession planning, someone with fresh ideas that can come in and how can we make it accessible to them? Mm. It's very hard to buy into an established business, particularly if there's a lot of assets connected, but maybe you could lease you know, the premises to some new and upcoming people. Uh, maybe you can sell the stock as it's sold. Maybe you can mentor them and work alongside them, um, have a buy-in situation. So you don't have to be stuck in what you're doing and maybe your new business direction is something um, fresh and new that you always wanted to do. But, you know, we have to take, you know, step back and, and take responsibility. If we're not happy, um, well, that means probably our staff aren't happy, our yes. customers aren't happy. Um, you know, everyone needs to find their sweet spot and that sweet spot keeps changing mm. as does the way we operate. Um, so there's lots of things that we can do individually and as a community um, you know there's ways we can pull together too and, and help make things happen you know mm. collaboratively it's much more effective if we have these conversations yes so so true what um, you know we're talking about business ideas what are some of the ways that you recommend people do to think outside the box you know so to speak because sometimes it can be very difficult to come up with new ideas and possibilities if, if we do have um, the existing models that we know have always worked but aren't going to necessarily work into the future as well. What are some ideas that you can share? And some of these brainstorming ideas, I'm sure, are useful for other people in business as well. So are there a couple of go-to favourite ways for you that you share? Well, there's no one way. And uh, with the Operation Next Gen program, we always say you would have new conversations with new people in new places. So if you're doing the same old and mixing with the same people and looking at the same things, you know, how can you innovate? How can you think differently? So always look outside your industry. Start talking to people um, that you don't normally connect with. It's amazing um, how you can generate new thinking, new ideas. And yes, we might be in a rural town, you know, 400 k's from the nearest capital city, but I'm talking to you yes. um, today from rural Victoria. Um, you know, I could be talking, uh, yesterday morning I was talking with someone 
in New York, in, in America, got up early to do a crossing. Um, just observe, um, I remember one piece of advice was, uh, when you get on social media in the morning, look in the trending bars, mm. see what's happening in the outside world. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, a favourite story of how the McDonald's drive-through originated. You know, the the founder of McDonald's was actually walking to um, a, a bank mm. uh, to do some banking and he noticed some workmen at the side of the um, bank doing, and he thought, well, jokingly, are they breaking in? And they said, no, um, we're installing a night safe so the owners can drive around, you know, not even hop out of their car, can actually deposit their money. That's how the drive-through yeah. McDonald's concept came from the banking industry. Mm. So look outside your industry, look what's happening, um, talk to different people. And, and yes, it takes time, but it stimulates thinking and um, some amazing partnerships, mm. some uh, new ideas can originate. But it's very simple. Yes. <laughs> Just get out there well, and, it's, and talk and for to some people. people. Exactly. And again, as you said, for people who have very closed off um, minds and who, who aren't aware of things that the next best idea for their business such as the one example you just shared could be um, you know a pivot in their business that takes their business to the next level because it's something that you know they had not, not considered and is something that is, is definitely um, embraced by their community and their, their uh, customers talk a little bit about collaboration the reason is is because one of my colleagues He's also a professor in university, talks about entrepreneurship, and he was saying that Australia uh, in, as a whole, in comparison to many other countries and, and nations, we're quite, um, we're not as, as willing, if you will, to collaborate. We like to keep our ideas close, you know, close by, but I, I know in communities you need to collaborate because you know your welfare and your your survival often will will depend on that but what are some insights you can share around collaboration to ensure that if you do head down the track of collaborating with someone that the relationship is a win-win and, and obviously doesn't fall flat so what are some things you can share around this I think understanding the greater um, good is really important. Um, no business is an island and competition is great. Um, and I remember a restaurant owner in, in a rural town, I was actually judging some business awards and he had a beautiful restaurant. It was obviously very high standard and we asked him about marketing and uh, he says, oh, we do a, a street marketing program. And he said, the more restaurants in this street, the better. It's, it's um, you know, no business is an island. And I remember those words very well. And even um, competitors can actually work collaboratively together successfully. Mm. There's a wonderful story that I published on my blog about Pentagon Feeds. And um, it was a, a, a group of um, pig growers. Uh, they were facing spiralling costs, uh, freight costs in getting the feed, the 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 local feed mill closed down and obviously feed is a huge um, cost of their business growing mm. their pigs over a, a number of months and years. So they joined forces, five of them, to form Pentagon Feeds in 2010. Uh, they had a very clear guidelines. Their, their one point um, where they came together was they wanted to save money on um, 
uh, feeding their pigs, which yes. was a huge cost for their businesses. So it didn't matter that technically they could be um, regarded as competitors, but they had a point that they agreed on and they could work on. So you know they put together a you know a, a company plan, uh, very clear guidelines mm -hmm. on where they how they operate, and um, within a few years it was turning over twenty million dollars for them. So what was a cost saving exercise has actually become a profit making exercise, mm -hmm. and uh, they've used the latest technology. They're now supplying feed to lots of other pig growers around Victoria. Um, so I think collaboration is is just so important, uh, even if you consider that person one of your um, business, one of your competitors. So collaboratively, um, people have different ideas to bring to the table. They have different skills, different networks to open a door to you, whether you're a rural town or a rural business. Um, you'd be crazy not to consider collaborating and uh, it it adds to your reach mm. it adds to the interest um and it just can have so many benefits and and i agree we we tend to be very independent here mm. in australia we're very stoic yeah. you know we we just grit our teeth think when times are tough and we just keep working away and and doing things the tough way when in actual fact we changed our mindset and and when i travel in rural america i find a very different um uh, i guess approach to mm. um to entrepreneurship they're proud of being in business mm. they use the word entrepreneurs um with pride whereas we tend to shrink a little bit with mm. the tall poppy syndrome here in australia um it's a really hard word to say it's really hard to spell but i i have a saying if you can't spell um entrepreneur be one and hire someone that can yes yeah. yeah i love the way that you've said that because there's there's a couple of aspects to that i think that I, i'd like to to discuss a little bit more because what you said about the tall poppy syndrome absolutely and you know sometimes and we talked about this earlier on if it has to be it's up to me if we want change it starts with us so often as you know individuals there may be something that we're struggling with or there's a gap or we think i'd love for this and this to happen like the the feed example that you shared i'm sure some person said wow wouldn't it be wonderful if somehow we were able to reduce the cost of our feed um, and then from there the idea started to germinate and collaboration uh, partnership was then established so sometimes it's up to me it can be difficult and we can come up with challenges particularly when other people may not yet see our vision and we start to do something different and they they poo poo us and they say oh that will never work and being in a smaller community that really stands out because i think everyone knows everyone's business in smaller communities so what would you say to someone that does have an idea but has kept quiet because they fear the tall poppy syndrome or they fear you know judging and even if some things don't work well guess what you gave it a go Maybe the next time you do something, you, you change it, and then that's the thing that will work. But we'll never know unless we give it a go. So what what's some insights that you've shared? Maybe some examples that you want to, 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 to bring to the, to the interview too, because I think sometimes examples just share great stories. 
Yes, well, it is. It's it's reminding people that failure is good. It's part of that normal process. So those, I, I encourage those crazy ideas. I say, bring it on, bring mm. it on, and and it's really important in our schools and in our communities to talk about failure is good. It's part of the learning and and moving on to greatness. And and I talk about Rosalind Cogan, who I bumped into on an elevator once in Melbourne, and he was wearing this really cool T-shirt. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And as he's going up and the escalator, I'm coming down. I, and, and I turned around and I yelled out, where'd you get that T-shirt? And he yelled back, online. <laughs> and uh, I went to the conference after lunch and here he was, a keynote speaker, and I realised who he was. Oh. And he talked about the story about how he started in his parents' garage. Mm. But he had 10 businesses. It was the 10th business where he had success. So I talk about that in my brief brush with mm. fame. Uh, almost, mm. and uh, and did not the funny thing about not understanding um, the online reference, uh, but you know there's lots of stories like that um, where you can share highly successful people on the world stage. Mm. Was were they successful first up? No, they weren't, and this is part of that entrepreneurial mindset. We have to test things. We have to try them to find out whether they are going to be successful. And sometimes it's a great idea. It's just the wrong time and mm. the wrong place. It can be brought back at another time. Sometimes things are so forward thinking. Um, people just don't get it and it doesn't take off. Um, so it's about, you know, you don't necessarily be the person. There's inventors that have great ideas, but it's actually the ones that have that perseverance yes. and that vision to stick with it on the long road and actually make it a commercial success. So we've got lots of bright people out there having their ideas and they say, oh, but I thought of that first. But did you make it a success? Did you stick with it? Did mm. you investigate how we could change this, make it, bring in partners to make it a success? So, um, yes, it's more than just having a great idea. We need to um, really develop them, stick with them for the, the long run, be prepared to change, mm. uh, be prepared to bring in people to help us make it happen. And, and that's what we've got to get better at in Australia. Yes. But, you know, those that stick with it get, have great rewards. And uh, every time someone tells me about a crazy person with all these crazy ideas, I say, well, stick with them one day. Oh, You'll really exactly. Want to exactly. Well, yeah. I love that saying and I hope I, uh, I, I'm able to reiterate this in a way that people can understand. But it, it's like, um, you know, um, the, the gentleman, and I can't even remember the, the name, isn't that ridiculous? Was it Holden or Ford? Henry Ford, I think, made the car. And he said, um, if he had have asked my customers what they what do they want, they would have said faster horses. And he completely, you know, thought of motor vehicles. Now, I'm sure there would have been people back in those days thinking, what on earth are you creating? And now we would not think of not having a motor vehicle, you know. So um, I think definitely we need to be aware that um, people will probably because they don't see our vision. And guess what? That's okay. Don't let that stop you. And don't let the fact that, you know, the first, the second, the first, the tenth time stop you either because every time you're going to use that lesson, what worked, what didn't work, what can we change to make that next better, you know, reiteration the one that, that certainly will land well. And, and as you say, that is part of entrepreneurship. I love also the way that you said, go and see what's happening outside. 
and not outside of your community, but out uh, different industries, but outside of your country, because there may be other people that are similar. Like you said, you, you went to the US and you saw other um, rural communities, because sometimes what they're doing can plant the seed that you think, wow, maybe we can do that. We can change it a little bit for, for our environment. And now, of course, we've got tools and technology to be able to do that. So what are some go-to tools and resources that you can recommend or maybe that you go to that keeps you, um, you know, fresh ideas and keeps your finger on the pulse, so to speak? Do you have some go-to resources? Well, obviously, um, social media mm. is really important. You know, just those quick little grabs that get your attention but then can lead you to in-depth stories. I, I really think... The key to all of this is sharing positive stories, the good, the bad and the ugly of how people create businesses, mm. stimulate communities, because it's showing it's possible. Um, so it doesn't have to be um, highly technical, but just the internet has opened uh, so many opportunities and uh, for us to share our stories and inspiration. Mm. I think we also need to... Um, think about how technology can make us smarter and more appealing in our businesses and those little tools. Um, you know, apps are wonderful things and, and I'm thinking of a, a great little business over in Birchip called TMC Enviro. And uh, when our rural areas, uh, we're at Touchwood, we're having a pretty good season over in the Mallee at the moment, uh, but a number of years ago, they were heading into drought and that business knew that um, was happening and their primary um, customers were land care groups, um, uh, farmers doing um, environmental work, uh, the CMAs, all that industry. Mm -hmm. Now, when a Premier announces drought funding, where does that money come from? He's not got a, a row of trees growing new money on. He's actually going to pull it from... Um, areas that are all, already funded and mm -hmm. this business knew that their primary clients were going to have their budgets slashed so he had to look um, for new markets yeah. and and to work smarter so they introduced apps to their staff that they could um, log um, incidents on their phones if there was a near miss or an issue or recording stuff mm -hmm. they became highly technical so that they could convince um, other clients in other industries, like the Werribee Zoo, yeah. that they could uh, build a uh, four metre high mesh fence uh, for their impalas to keep them safe in their enclosures. So they actually started competing with um, city fence wow. builders uh, and took on a new industry mm -hmm. just by introducing apps and technology, the way they um, actually did their work. So, um, you know, it, one, it, it makes you more appealing to um, people saying, well, they're really switched on. They're mm. really conscious of OH and S. They're keeping their staff informed and, and safe and, and they've got this centralised system. Uh, so I think we have to embrace technology to mm. see how we can work smarter and better in our lives and um, and think about how, we, I mean, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time speaking. So, you know, it, it, it's 
just a no-brainer. I have to think about how can I be a more effective speaker. Um, so I have the little tools, you know, and, and my kids are very impressed with me sometimes with some of the, the technology that I have to get someone to show me how to yes. use. But, um, you know, I, I use to make it more simpler and, and seamless and more effective in my communication. And it might be simple as a little pointer, you know, one of those jazzy ones that does your slides, how you're know, using Canva to make your marketing yes. materials more stim stimulating. There's so much online that we can source mm. and um, and we need to be, and they're coming up new all the time. All the time. How we can do this all the time. Uh, case yeah. an example, we were going to connect via Zoom. That's a piece of technology that uh, I've used for, for many years. However, now I'm using StreamYard and Restream and we are streaming to two Facebook pages, YouTube, um, and Periscope, which is on, on Twitter. And then eventually when LinkedIn um, gives me access, you know, and there are other, there are another, I think 20 or 30 platforms, but a lot of them are gaming. So here's one interview with you across multiple platforms. You know, we now have the ability to share our message and I'm sure every single community has their unique stories that they can share, you know, and capture that really well and start to share that. Um, and then, you know, align that to the businesses and things that can be seen to attract, you know, attention on a global scale if we wanted to. I think now, you know, those tools we never had available, you know, even five yeah. years ago. Two years ago, yeah. one year ago in some instances. Exactly. Well, it's changing almost by the month. And and if you connect yourself with people like Steve Samaratino and Tim Gentle and um and, and, and just yourself following it, you know, we're looking at the new technologies, the new things that you're doing. And we learn from each other, you know. I might be doing a really cool thing that people um, copy or pick up or ask me about, yeah. um, but I'm looking at what they're doing. And, and yes, some are just not appropriate to me or I feel maybe they'll take more time to learn than, um, than is warranted. But sometimes you see something and think, yep, that could improve my business model. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's what, you know, really cool businesses, you know, like TMC and Biro and lots of others out in rural Victoria and Australia are picking up mm. and learning, okay, I saw this through another business, I can adapt that and use that in my business. So just keep looking around you and, and you'll pick up things that are appropriate for you to use. Yes. And one thing at a time. I, I like to learn one thing at yeah, a time. Exactly. Learn and then yeah. And it doesn't have on. to be perfect. Just try it you know, out and the next time you use it again, you know, it can yeah. improve. So, so we learn as we go and, and tell people, you know, hey, this is new. What do you think? How yeah. can I make it better? Oh, gee, I, I stuffed up that. But, yep, yeah, people, fantastic. we're authentic business people. And I think even our customers, um, you know, love in businesses where um, – business owners are testing ideas and uh, I know Elise Brown from Fair Dinkum Dog Coats mm. she's out there really really testing her market all the time with customers and uh, she she interviews people all the time just informally and saying yeah, yeah I'm Elise from Fair Dinkum Dog Coats I was just wondering what do you think of this and and yeah. she was telling me the other day um at the school pickup, you know, she she tests ideas out with the mums and dads that are waiting to pick up the kids. So she said, 
today's question. So they give all their ideas and, and they're wow. saying, and what's tomorrow's question? So yeah. we can think about it in advance. So <laughs> she, you know, they understand she's learning and trying new things all the time. And, um, you know, people love that, that yes. they're contributing to your business journey. They, they become part of your family. Yes. So use them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love that example. Love our conversation too, uh, Kerry. How can people connect with you, find out more about how you can support them? Okay, well, I have a um, an online um, website, obviously, uh, kerryanderson.com.au, and I love it when people connect with my blog because I write stories about rural communities and rural businesses and, uh, and, and share stories. And also, I'm always welcoming new ideas, you know, people to interview um, and share their stories. So please reach out. Um, you'll find me on Facebook, Rural Entrepreneurs, uh, LinkedIn. Um, you'll find me. Um, that's a big, long name. And Twitter, my handle is at Kerry Words. So Fantastic. I just love connecting with people across the world. Um, you know, to share those positive stories. And and yes, we all have our downtimes and tough periods, but how do we overcome them? You know, that's part of the learning. Um, I'm here to share those um, journeys so that we can all learn from each other. And obviously the opportunity to uh, work with rural towns that are ready to take control of their own destiny. Um, just love that. Happy to go and, and talk to them about how they might like to do that anytime. Well, fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for the opportunity to talk with to a new audience. So well done, Anne-Marie, with your podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training.